Welcome to Game Woven, a collaborative storytelling collective building the world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing Hearts of Magic, Threads Untangled by Erica Shepherd. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Twitter at GameWoven, where you can join our Discord. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash GameWoven. him and i will be facilitating our game hearts of magic threads entangled by erica shepherd this is a game about a magical city in political and magical turmoil with three factions vying for control over it i'm joined today by our wonderful editor brie brianna jean she her i edit far too many things and keep adding more to the list because why not it's fun our wonderful lore keeper, Zad. Hey, my name is Zadkiel Vasky-Huff. You can find me on Twitter at Zadkiel in green. Z-A-D-K-I-E-L in green. Our wonderful social coordinator and chaos gremlin, Lex. Howdy, hey, it is me, call me they, or AKA Lex Olden, or AKA wizard with a gun. I'm, you know, just vibing and thriving. <laughs> Accurate statement. <laughs> oh no! Our wonderful executive producer, Ben. Hey, everybody. I'm E.T. Benjamin. The extra T is for extra talent. You can find me on Twitter at T.T. Benjamin and the number one. Incredible. And last, but certainly not least, joining us for the first time, our wonderful guest, Faye. Hi, I'm Faye Morell. You can find me on the internet underneath that name or underneath the name Mandari, which is spelled M-E-N-D-A-R-I-I. I use she, her pronouns, and I make tabletop content mostly for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. I do a lot of mechanic design. I also do a lot of system agnostic homebrew for my own world, and I do a lot of writing, and I also do other game design things. So, I'm going to do a little opening blurb. So, normally on game of an... We like to take the opening blurb straight out of the book for most games. In Hearts of Magic, it's very nice. It's system agnostic, but in order to make it fit in the world and in more of a intro for the scenario, I've tweaked it to fit the what we know so far. So, for as long as the Undying Empire's official histories record, Ernette has always been a peaceful, quiet backwater a cultural island nominally ruled by the distant Undying Empire, but long left to its own devices. Too far away and too insignificant weren't direct intervention. After their now absent queen's failed strike against the Empire, the kingdom of Ernette officially became worthy of note. Thankfully, the handover of power in Ernette has been peaceful, orderly, and effectively managed. When a headstrong noble house is stripped of their land and holdings without the force of arms to defend themselves, this is peaceful. When a coven of self-described witches tries to instruct their fellow citizens to practice their own magic, and the Undying Empire responds by cracking down on private gatherings and public speech, this is orderly. But this is not the story of Ernette. But story of its queenless neighbor, Shalmir. Recently, a shifting in the ley lights has charged the city with magical energies, and the Undying Empire has looked up from its newest acquisition to become interested in exploring and exploiting the potential wealth and power here. A handful of Empire agents, trained in magic and statecraft, have been dispatched to the city under the orders of a powerful proctor in the Undying Empire. Shalmir is free for now, but it's only time and your actions will tell if the recent surge in magical potential will be the cause 
of its continued freedom or the justification for its subjugation. Welcome to Arts of Magic. Woo! Let's go! So, we six people are going to split up into three factions that will represent the kind of power in the city. So, I'm going to go through each one, one at a time, and then explain a little bit about the gameplay. But I'm going to let you know, gameplay is very easy. This is a game made up of smaller games, which each follows its own rules and kind of just facilitates roleplay. So, the first faction is what the game calls the Lords and Ladies. These are the aristocratic families of the city. They are hereditary warriors or diplomats. They deal in the magic of promises, prophecies, and glamours. So much more, much less in your face and direct than I feel like a lot of magic is thought of in, in popular fantasy media and more subversive and manipulative, maybe. So we're going to have two players representing this faction. When you are a member of the Lords and Ladies, people of your family are your friends. So when they come up in scenes and stuff, we can keep that in mind. Anybody in a different family, while you are in the same faction, are your rivals. But the Order and the Witches, our other two factions, are your enemies. So there's an important distinction in there. Secondly, we have the Order, which in this game will be played by the Undying Empire, the largest political organization in the known world of the game woven world so far. There could be someone larger, but they certainly don't make it's that It's the known only civilized one, really. Of course! All of the other ones, there's a bunch of, bunch of other people doing their own things that are out of compliance with Imperial rule. They suck in the Empire rules. Good for them. You know, I don't care what anyone says, the entirety of Undying, of, uh, Undying Empire is white. You literally... All white, in fact. Yeah. Very yeah. pale. So, what the game has written down is, you are a highly trained arcanist bureaucrat dedicated to protecting their citizens from the dangers of magic and creating magical harmony and order within their realm. You have been dispatched to the city to prevent possible magical disaster. So in the Order, your soldiers and your officials are your friends. The Lords and Ladies are ostensibly your rivals. However, as another political organization, you're technically on the same side. But when fighting breaks out, they're your enemies, and the Witches are always your enemies. Because our final faction, the Witches, have no central authority and no unified group, but instead represent the democratization of magic and power within the city. You are a witch who taught yourself to channel raw magic to your own ends. You look now to spread what you've learned across the city. Magic bends to your will and has whispered to you of freedom and self-determination. You believe that neither the lords and ladies nor the order should have sole rights to the lands or magic of the city, and that the undeclared war between the two powers is an opportunity for the people of the city to rise up against both. Do you hear the witches sing, singing the song of angry witches? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Exactly. While both the lords and ladies and the order are your enemies in principle, some of their more sympathetic individuals, families, and squads are your rivals and friends in practice. And while in principle, the revolution is entirely your friends in practice and contains rivals and enemies as well. Now we're going to split ourselves amongst these three different factions. So for instance, I know that Zad has already claimed and wanted to be one of our two members of the Order, and Ben has claimed and wanted to be one of our witches here today. Does anyone else feel called to a particular faction? All I request is I'm not part of the Order because ACAB. <laughs> I think we should let Faye choose what she I agree. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. You know, when I read the description of this game on Itch, the thing that really stood out to me was the line, anarchist witches. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Gee, I'd never, I who could have seen this coming? Truly. <laughs> who could have foreseen this? Who could have foreseen? 
we have the two members of the Lords and Ladies, and then one more of the Order still yet to claim. If, if I am default Lord and Ladies, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can, I can, if, if someone else really wants to be a witch, I can back off of calling. No, fuck you. Take, take what you want. All right. Run that take character figure take out a way back. to make, make them a lord. <laughs> like, that could be interesting, but. And then Bree, as a facilitator, I'm going to give you dibs on whether you want to play the Order or the Lords and Ladies. Have to go Lords and Ladies, because I yeah. have red day magic. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I have to. It's a thing. It's Incredible. a canonical thing for me across multiple things. Say magic, go. yes. Incredible. Lords so, and ladies up in this house. And I'm going to be a powerful magic lady that wears pants because we've established those do exist. You're and... already you're already ahead of the game. I love it. So, um, for our listeners at home, that puts us with um, myself and Zad as the members of the order. Lex and Bree as the lords and ladies, and Faye and Ben as the witches for today. So now this game's pretty easy. Now we would just we are just going to take some turns introducing our characters and thus making them up. And then technically we would go and do a game of solitaire where we would answer questions by ourselves and then come back and kind of just let the table know what people have noticed. But since this is a podcast, I'm, we're going to do this as kind of a, a, a brief Q&A solitaire because that's more interesting for the listeners. So brief interjection, explanation of where this game fits within the grander scheme of things, because I know we've talked about it, but we haven't talked about it in the episode. Sounds good. So. To give a little more context on that intro blurb I gave a little earlier, we are in the kingdom and city of Shalmir, the city, when the game refers to it. This is a capital on the coast of a decently powerful but on the decline nation. It is on a peninsula, so it is its only land border is with the Kingdom of Ernet, which just fell to the Order, the Undying Empire. So this is kind of its one shot with these new surges of magical energy to make a name for itself or fall under the heels. So how we introduce characters is, first of all, we'll make up kind of a general vibe and all of that, but each faction has its own things to make up. So for instance, Zad and I, we're going to make, if you go to the faction, the order here for yourself, Zad, we're mm-hmm. going to pick three attractive qualities, mm-hmm. a name that will be easy to remember, choose a branch, office, or other bureaucratic entity you serve under, and your rank or job title within that organization. Our witches, you're going to be doing something very similar you're going to be creating three attractive qualities about your character, a name, and what you do, the profession or occupation of your day-to-day. Choose something that brings contact with the lords and ladies, the order, or both. Also, it's going to be interesting to see, because, like, being a lord and lady, that means I can mess up things for whenever Irene gets back. True. Above the table, our goals for this session are just... Really just twofold, I would say. Firstly, yeah, let's just make a dramatic, interesting listen to mess and try and build out a bit more about how magic works, not in like how it actually works, in how people use it or interact with it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all. That's all we're really trying to do here and just have some fun. But that's always the goal. So make it magical, make it messy. My goal coming into this flirt with as many people as possible love that energy everything is romance incredible so are you at unless you don't want that let me know (laughs) that's valid and then lex and brie you're going to create three attractive qualities a name and your family name as well this is the name of the great house you belong to whether as a cadet branch or an heir or what have so, Zad, I know you already have these things about your character, don't you? Yes, I do, in fact. So, I have... It said that the operation was put under the under the auspices of, of a proctor. 
I was just gonna play the Proctor. Or is that is that cool with with y'all? It's very cool. So, I will be playing Circumcury, who is a Proctum Principium Legus to the Gracious Fang Duchy at large and the counties of Upper, Lower, and Riverside Shamir in particular. I am very tempted to just make this guy's pronouns he, him, because it's it's easier to do that with villains, let's be honest, but... All I'm saying is enemies to lovers arc, question mark? <laughs> if you can... I have maybe. no idea how this is going to play out. Literally yeah. no idea, but that's also exactly. one of the things in the little blurb on itch, and so I was like, hmm... If you can turn this guy, I would be very happy about that. But like, Bet. I you don't know how like I'm going very hard with how awful the Undying Empire is. Oh no! <laughs> I did just realize what the fuck your title and name are, Zad. Your yeah. name is the Runaround. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you want to do you want to tell me about the? Isn't the other one the Rule of Law? Isn't that yeah, more or less. Zad, are you the like the patron saint of red tape? Oh no, that's <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes, yes, Lex. That is that is the that is the collection of words that I strung together and, and Google translated into Latin because that's how the Undying Empire names things. And also, this guy sucks. I, I do love the idea that they just use Google Translate. That's really funny. They don't speak Latin. They have something <laughs> that like auto translates, so they sound oh, cooler. Yeah, I no. love that. That's canon. What are the three attractive qualities about Proctum Principium Circumsuri? <laughs> we know one. So Circum is confident. He is striking. Some very very powerful bureaucracy that we're doing here. Confident, and what was the other one? Sophisticated. Sophisticated. All right. If you could be a little rat man weasel that I could sick on people, that would be very fun. But I'm sure you've got ideas what you want to do. I will be playing Demphir in waiting second class, Claudius York. A Ooh, vampire lord. Uh, no, I'm oh. a Demphir in waiting. Mm-hmm. I am not a damn fear. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what? What are we doing? What are we doing? The shadows bullshit is this? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. you're, so I, you're just Guillermo. <laughs> I am a transplant from Ernet. Okay. I'm not from the Empire. I'm from Ernet, and have been brought with Procter Principium Circumcery. My three attractive qualities are that I am observant. Honestly, I'm going to put aloof because it's that kind of aloofness that is just kind of like intriguing. And I am I'm imposing. So that is our members of the order. If you serve the glory of the of the Undying Empire, then maybe someday you might even be able to join us. I could see you would make just a very, very wonderful count. And we do have three counties in this uh, region. And that's what counties are named for. How many you have? Anywho, <laughs> would one of our ah, witches ah, ah. like to introduce themselves? Yeah, I can start. These two. I am going to be playing an established ancestry from the Game Woven world. I will be playing a Verdrine. My Verdrine is named... Knockwith, and I've kind of decided that the Verdrine, the dead metal Verdrine, which is the Verdrine that stayed in Shalmer and Ernet, kind of have this weird thing where they have their own language and their own names that they use internally, but when they interact with, like, humans, they just kind of pick a couple of sounds that they like in the human language and slap them together. So previously we had Henbit, and now we've got Knockwith. And for those that don't know, Verdrine are mostly person kind of plant. The big thing is that they, they usually have vines growing out of their shoulders that they can use to talk to plants. And animals. And swing around, pick things up. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to play a Verdrine real bad, so now I'm playing a Verdrine, not quick. Great. 
my qualities, my attractive qualities, Knockwith is dashing, idealistic, and down to earth. And his job is he is a midshipman aboard the Salt Colossus. It's a converted galleon, used to be a warship, and now it carries salt and goods, mostly like salted goods and just salt. So he interacts with lords and ladies very often, and he interacts with the Undying Empire very often because he's in port a lot. And he's just a just a scallywag. Incredible. The Salt Colossus is such a good name. That is an incredible ship name. Also, real quick, Denfrian waiting second class, Claudius York's pronouns are he they. What's Knockwith's pronouns? Probably he they. Okay. I am a witch named Maeve Mortem. Maeve is spelled M-A-E-V. There's no extra E on the end because it's very dramatic. And because this reminds me a lot of like a book series that I'm absolutely obsessed with, I'm very much just stealing an idea from that. So if you, you guys should go check out The Bone Witch, it's a trilogy by I think their name is Rin Trepeco. It's really good. Anyway, I am going to, as my profession, be an entertainer. So I am like someone who is hired by I don't know if there's like a collection of people or like maybe of witches that kind of is an effort from the order to kind of try and control them. So they're like, oh, yeah, we'll have them integrated with us in terms of like, you know, performing for everyone and like and throwing parties and like those kinds of things, like being the hosts of things. I will say if there is a question of I don't know if there is this thing. Odds are you just speak it into existence if you want cool. it to exist. And if it clashes with something, we'll yeah. let you know. Cool. I mean, so yeah, you yeah. can just everything you say is canon unless yeah. there's something else canon that says that can't happen. Cool. I mean, and then that. we sort it out from whatever there. Whatever you want. Yeah. And then we just may find a way to make the retcon work. Yeah, we're very pothole friendly here. So. Homebrew uh, finds a way. <laughs> we plan on doing a collection of episodes with Fiasco to fill any potholes. Cool. Okay. This. This podcast has so many pockets in it, like plot pockets. You know what? Those are just, they're just waiting to be figured out. That's okay. Plot pockets. Also, this is like the Undying Empire appropriating local uh, theatrical traditions and sponsoring those things as a means of social control. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that it, I think it's very much just something that was like, yeah, like an expression of like, yeah, this is normally like they would have like festivals and things like that. And everyone was like, they throw the best parties. And so they're like, oh, yeah, as an effort that we're extending to you, why don't you guys do this officially? What you're doing is setting up a, a scene thieves game in a year or two. So thank you. <laughs> Look, you're welcome. I just think we should admit that we made the British Empire. <laughs> but also they're vampires. Yeah. yeah. So we well, made the British Empire. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We added nothing. But yeah, I think I think that that'll be. I think that that's very fun. And so, like, I think that there are dens or like housing or whatever where like a lot of the time people will come to just like hang out, get drinks, and like like almost like a like a like a speakeasy type of a vibe of like you know there's singing and and like whatever and drinking type of thing but they'll also have like performances that are brought to big events and Great. festivals and shit so so my brother was like sea witches <laughs> yeah well I, so i'm thinking very like sort of elementally um was my my vibe i don't know if that's like who she is as a person or her magic or a little bit of both like i don't know if it kind Great. of like seeps we'll into find that out. We'll yeah find out. One of the few things we established about magic is if you draw too deep of a certain element, that starts to be partially become you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I love incredible. that. Yeah, we so, had a rock guy who became mm-hmm. part rock. That's like one of the two rules we have of magic so far. <laughs> the other that, one is uh, sometimes gods curse people, and it's maybe good and maybe bad. How very That's great it. mythology of them. <laughs> They give silly blessings and petty curses. Yep. Silly yes. blessings. <laughs> My favorite one that we've had, it was Ben's character was playing a coward who Ben said the line, he always knows the safest place to hide. I'm like, that sounds like a really cool blessing from the god of cowards. Yeah. <laughs> he always knows the safest place yeah. in a room. That's fun. Curse. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. 
I think that instead of like one element specifically that she's like really good at, gonna be also she hurt. But yeah, I think instead of being like really, really good at one, she's like dabbling in a bunch of different ones and probably has a little bit of like weird little scars. There's like a like a sort of like lightning bolt that kind of goes up like the back of her neck slightly, you know, singe marks around like an ankle or something where it was like, oh, that was a little too much one time. Uh, and <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> Just kind of was. I didn't do fire for like a year afterwards. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like when I did, it was like really, really intense, and it was just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I've already generated some of my head from just from your description. But what are your three attractive qualities? So my three attractive qualities, all of them are that she's hot, but also (laughs) uh... (laughs) just outrageously. The vibe came out, but just. Listen, it's very well established in who I am across the internet that I do not make a single character who is not the most attractive person you've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to do alluring is one of my qualities because I thought I should have a personality behind that. Laid back and graceful. And last but not least, our, our lords and ladies here. I am Lena Ramsey's. There's some conversation about if the Ramsey's family is connected to the Erasmus family. No one's been really able to prove anything yet, but there's the possibility of that. And I think possibly for a while our family lived in Ernat before we had to leave and come back for some reason. Just to refresh my memory, the Erasmus family, is that the current ruling family of, like, that's Irene and her parents, or... It's just Irene. Her parents are dead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> she doesn't have any cousins. Cousins to the queen, essentially. Yeah. Potentially. Maybe. Maybe. No one can prove, and no one can disprove. All you gotta do is get a spy master with just sit there and fabricate claim and let it go. Get there eventually. She's working on that. There, there could be more done. Yes, Irene was put in a position where, like, there wasn't a lot she could do, but she's got plans, she's got ambitions, and she's also got magic that's been passed down in her family that was gifted to them by someone. Stories vary depending on who you ask, and no, she's not going to tell you. Her qualities are going to be cultured, Torn between glamorous and otherworldly just feels like there's something else about her. I think otherworldly is the much more yeah. uh, dramatic. Cultured, otherworldly, and fiery. She's got a temper. Ooh. I Ooh. promise I'm not going to go dragons. At least not go full dragons. Some people might think dragons. She is not a secret dragon. <laughs> no, just a secret fake creature. <laughs> She here for Lena? Yes. Incredible. And last but not least, who are you, Lex? In game. Or Stella Vance. And going with the whole gift from gods thing, one thing I was thinking about, we haven't had any deity that is like two things yet. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to make that canon. Uh-huh. Okay. Because we're, we're coastal place, right? So mm-hmm. imagine we play two sons of gods of like the sun or like the stars for sailing and shit very often, right? Mm-hmm. And also, I think it'd be really funny if the sun god were also a trickster god. Mm. Yes. Okay. And the sun god gave me light powers because he thought it'd be funny. I'm in. Because. I was like some edgy <laughs> shadow magic teen boy in a corner. And now you literally light up the room. Got it. Yeah. Like, mm, no, there needs to be more attention on you. That's where I'm going with. Okay. So Estella Vance, he, him, blessed slash cursed by the sun god to have like light and fire magic when all he wanted to do was be a funny little shadow boy. <laughs> are we both fire mages basically are we? i mean we could probably do other things but it's fine. Yeah. i mean that's a vibe if you guys are all matching also fun fact coastal cultures normally more focused on moons but they but you know there you go now you're 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 unique but, 
Correct? No, here, you see, it even works better. He was, a, he did pray to the moon god. And the sun god was <laughs> like, yes, to the moon. It was like, oh, moon, good. love her. Oh. The sun god was like, you know, but it'd really be fucking funny. <laughs> I know you were talking about the moon, but what if it was the opposite? Yeah, what if not that? <laughs> the sun's an asshole. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> We're both blessed by by the sun and have devotion to the moon. Maybe it's just a sign from the gods that we should be the ones in charge. Wouldn't you agree? It just makes so much sense. And also, hey, you kiss. <laughs> what, what if we kiss? So, everyone, congratulations. We have introduced our characters. We sure have. And now we start play. So to start play in a normal session of Hearts of Magic, everyone just turn to page seven in the rulebook and play solitaire. We're going to play it as a little question and answer session for our viewers at home. More after. And then after we do that, we're just going to take turns around the table using anybody to play first. And on your turn, you just pick another person in one of the games. The games briefly are solitaire, a chase, a conversation over food, a dance, a free-for-all, meeting sword to sword, an oblique discussion, stealing time together, weaving a spell, and a wizard's battle. And we'll get to those games if and when they come up. All you need to know is they are just setups for scenes. You can choose any game you want, between games, whether you were in them or not, you can think about what may be happening in between those lines. All you need to know is we have our duties as described by the game, which are simply play easy, play fair, and always let the other players make their own decisions for themselves. Try to get your character into messy entanglements with the others. Whenever anyone asks you a question about your character or the current situation, answer it. If you don't know the answer, make it up. If you find that you've missed a rule or played a game incorrectly, try to go along with it and do what's most fair. You can work out what should have happened later when you aren't playing. So, each faction has some opening questions for you to answer. So, I'm going to just pick out some interesting ones, um, I think, and ask them to each person before we start to try and set up things. So... We're going to start with the order again. So, Proctum Principium Circumsuri, you've been trying to warn people how dangerous the magic here is. And then, normally, you there are some canned responses like, and the people of the city have been dismissive of your, your concerns. And as if to prove your point, you witnessed a disaster. How do you feel like your warnings about the danger of this upcoming surge of magic have been going? I have, in fact... As if to prove my point, I was was in the midst of holding discussions with a number of local local members of the administration and the constabulary when my protege, Claudius York, came in to inform the gathering of a horrendous magical accident that had happened not too far away from the very place where we were sitting. A real tragedy. Many people died and were injured. The property damage was, uh, frankly, enormous. Awful, uh, awful, awful, messy business. But this is, in fact, precisely what I have been talking about. These things must be controlled. If you do not allow proper authority and, frankly, just wisdom to guide your hand as you are taking on forces that are beyond your ken or your experience... Things like this will continue to happen. And not only will they continue to happen, but I predict that they will increase in severity and also in their destructive nature. Uh, yeah, what he said. Thank you, Claudius. You are helpful as always. And I'm going to throw one more at you. Is asking myself a question. It's a little, little weird. Do you want me to grab one for you, or...? Yeah, actually, actually, that'd be great. Do it. That'd be great. Okay. You have been tracking witches and taking them into custody. 
how's that been going? Yeah, so I feel like so. Yeah, Claudius, how's that been going? Oh, okay, <laughs> the energy has shifted. Yeah, bro. So, so. The lords and ladies and the order are my enemies in principle. So. In principle, correct. So, what I will say is that Claudius currently, at the very least, at the start of the game, is doing exactly what he is ordered. But if, for instance, witches are brought to the least secure prisons or to prisons where their sympathizers are also being kept so that they are grouped up in a way that they can co-conspire. That's not my business, right? I am following... I am doing all of my orders correctly. That does not mean that they are all happening effectively. You are following to the letter of your instruction. So I spy malicious compliance? Yes, yes. So, because because my my mental image of Claudius is very much, I almost imagine like almost not quite a known figure around Shamir, but just like I'm just from Ernest. Like I've probably been to Shamir plenty of times. It's just now I'm the same guy that people know, but now I have the fucking like Undying Empire symbol on my shirt. Right? Nothing about how Claudius York acts has changed. He just now is underneath different borders. And what a wonderful, wonderful work you've been putting in. Excellent. A man of your stature and a man of your character and your effectiveness, I must say, been hitting your quotas quite well, which is why all of your your, uh, performance has been noted in the official records and will be sent back to the city, along with a commendation for the good work you've been done. Now, I would like to ask you, as... You are my my protege in these matters, a trusted member of my constabulary. What sort of goals would you say that you have for the future? For instance, how many witches would you say you've brought in ten this last week? Yeah. I think that you can do a little better. I believe that there's room for growth there. What do you think? What's a good number that you think you can hit to bring in uh, in order to help maintain order in the realm? Yeah, I could probably do 12. 12? I think, only because I have the utmost faith in you, I think that you could push as hard and to get as many as 15. So we'll put 12 down on the official record, but it will come with a special commendation if you can get that 15. Excellent work. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got it, sir. Uh, um, Principium. Hey, so if you didn't hate circumference over here before, <laughs> um, boy. Yeah, Incredible. I was just thinking, wonderful character development. I want to burn this guy alive and then dance uh-huh. in his ashes. True, yeah. No, that's true. Um, that's it, not even a, your character. That's Bree. A good heel needs a mook, okay? Uh-huh. For our witches, I thought it would be interesting. So one of the one of the prompts is you've been seeking support against the order from the lords and ladies, and you've been seeking support from the order against the lords and ladies. So one trying to play off. So I was wondering if one of you want to take who's playing the order and who's who's playing the lords and ladies as an idea of how are the witches placing themselves in the start here. Do you have a preference? I don't. My guy can go either way. It would make sense to maybe you're the one playing the order against... The order? I was thinking that too. We already established you have a relationship with the order. So how do you think that's going? There are some, like, canned responses. And they promised to deliver arms and intelligence. And they didn't understand the situation. They made big promises. And you came away... Ooh, I think <laughs> I like the last option on here, which I don't nec- I don't necessarily know if it's exactly this way, but the last prompt on on this thing says, and you came away with a chest full of hard cash. And I really like the idea that my character ha- is very much so like seamlessly moves throughout all of the different echelons of society and has a face that she wears kind of for every single occasion type of a deal. 
I think that she really plays up the alluring aspect of herself, both in like a just you want to be around her, you want to be with her type of a deal. And so she's got some people that are kind of like wrapped around her pretty little finger. And she's like, oh, you know, these people have just been making life so hard. And I just, I, it would help me out so much. And, and my friend and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And basically yeah. just getting resources that way. 100%. We see, like, Clyde's like, yeah, I got to bring in 15 people a week now. So, you know, the easier that is for me, the more resources the department has available for community outreach and such, you know. Well, Claudius, I mean, if, if you're going to be bringing in people, what can you do for me? Well, you know. Because that's, that's really a, a really scary situation you're asking me to put my friends in. Well, it doesn't have to be your friends, though, does it? Well, they're all my people. You just need to be witches. If I can yeah. interject, you have, in your community outreach file, you have a number of pre-signed promissory notes that are drawing on accounts from what is officially listed as the Regional Bank of the Thirsting Fag, the Duchy of the Thirsting Fag. <laughs> No, not the Thirsting Fang. The Gracious Fang. I renamed it to the Duchy of the Gracious Fang. Those are signed and ready to go. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, the good news is, Maeve, that um, we got notes, promissory notes, and uh, they don't have a, uh, a two line. They are funds for the Duchy. And it, it doesn't care who's holding it, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think so. I'll go talk with, with the people I know and see who's able to get some things figured out. How's that sound? Yeah. I mean, got plenty of those notes and I think you've got plenty of not friends you can think of. Of course. Before your actual friends gets arrested, you could have several of your friends get arrested, and then, uh -huh. oh no, they got out. Yeah. I definitely think also she is, like, I think that she is very much so this mastermind that, like, kind of doesn't really seem that way. It's always very, like, oh, I don't know what to do. Very pretending yeah, yeah. to be damsel in distress. Like, very, like, femme fatale energy. Exactly. I think that she is, like, okay, I know that if people are going to get taken in. I know that these people are here and these people are here and these people are here. So she's like coordinating like where people would get picked up and where they would go to make sure that they're all heading to the right places and like being able to like bring certain things in and, and like very prepared for that. Incredible, incredible. And Ben, you were seeking support from the lords and ladies against the order. How do you think that's going? I think uh, Knockwith just being a midshipman and traveling the way he does, a lot of travel, uh, he hears things. And so he caught wind of a couple of specific nobles who are maybe not interested in the Irene hegemony and are also potentially not terribly interested in the Undying Empire. And so he uh, uh, schedules a delivery to go see them. The outcome of this is they demand that Knockwith pledges loyalty to them instead of whatever nonsense that he's up to. And so I think Knockwith, he's got a crate of salted meats under his arm and like a dashing hero, he's still wearing his midshipman's hat. He's still in his uniform, sword at his hip. Vines concealed currently, wrapped underneath his vest and then thrown over so he almost passes for human, but he does smell like the sea. And of course, Verdrine sort of have kind of a greenish photosynthetic tint to their skin. And he just kind of kicks down the court door and just shouts, who wants salted meats? <laughs> I, I picture just like um, that, that Lena and Ursula are having a meeting about something and we both look up. 
God, I'm so sad that this isn't visual because the face that Lex just made <laughs> was so good. Was you really have good. to try and imagine the truly wonderful face Lex made. This is the horniest episode of this show so far, and I, Correct. for whatever reason, Ever. have decided to play the least horniest of characters. <laughs> I know, right? You can always walk it back. I think, I think oh. that. I think... It can only go up from here. <laughs> Give the line delivery again so we can just be back and see. Who wants salted meats? Lena and Restella were currently in, were like in the middle of having a conversation about planning something and we look up and feel like, well, this could solve that one problem we were talking about. I, uh... Incredible. Uh, <laughs> like I'm going to need you to sober up for just five minutes. Okay. Actually, not The vibe is telling me to cut the scene there with just like the big yeah. drink. Yep, yep, yep. That's the scene. That's that's the scene. Which is great because we're now going to go to our lords and ladies here. So. I don't know why I decided that would be the response. <laughs> it, was, it was actually very bored, noble. Like, okay, I need I need everyone to, like Lex went off camera for a bit and put on a tie. Yeah. And like nice glasses just to get into character of being a snooty asshole. So I <laughs> So for our Lords and Ladies, I want to do something similar to the witches where there are two prompts. One is you've been training with your soldiers and now your soldiers can be not like warriors necessarily, but more like a, like a spy master with their spies, but can also be more literal. And you've been calling in favors and promises to show maybe the two different ways that these two nobles are moving their power within the city. So does either of you feel called to one of those as opposed to the other. You said spies? Sure. What is your training? What is your preparing your forces look like in the city? Oh, so I feel like House Vamp was unbeknownst to most people because of the secret for good reasons. House Vamp is primarily in charge of the spy network of Shamir, which part of the whole reason we pray to the moon we like you know keep us hidden and everything which is why it's really funny i glow in the dark perfect so one part of our training is teaching them all how to use like spooky shadow moon night magic <laughs> to banish everything a lot of our spies just like vanish in like puffs of smoke and like can hide in people's shadows and shit and i used to be able to do that stuff I do think I literally just glow in the dark against my will at all times. I think that's the thing. Incredible. <laughs> you can't not be seen. I can't not be seen. So, um, so you're from Oakridge, Tennessee, is what you're saying. What? <laughs> it's my hometown. It's where they enrich the uranium for the atomic bombs. There's a running joke uh... that we all start, and it never snows there because of the radiation bubble. Mm. Also, fun Incredible. fact, um, radiation glows blue, not green. Cool. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. So um, so despite your inability to be stealth be yeah. stealthy, you are teaching people how to be stealthy and how to gather information. Yeah, I used to be good at it. It's very much like, wow, our high school gym teacher sure did used to be a professional athlete. Um, uh -huh. kind of vibe. <laughs> I think a caveat for the magic we use, it only works when the moon is out. I don't know why I want to make that a rule, but I do. Great. Sounds good. Are That's you just a, like a weird moon knight right now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Like, uh, I'm not that bad. The main reason we grabbed this game because we wanted to make rules for magic. So I'm making rules. Incredible. And so, three for our friend Lady Ramses. You've been calling in favors and promises. What's that been going? Like, what is that? What situation does that put you in at the start of our game? So, Lena has spent a lot of time using, like, her family's names, her tangential connection to the Erasmus family, 
to build connections and make deals with people. She works in a lot of like contracts and favors. So um, now that there has been a bit of a power vacuum, she's been, she fi it's finally a good time for her to start moving some of those pieces around. So, so it's very much yeah, we are, we've been doing so many favors for you all the, over all these years. We're now, only now is when we're calling in those favors. I just like, hey, remember, or you remember that time I helped you cover up that whole misunderstanding with that one shipment that went missing and the whole misunderstanding with the time that you act that, that, you know, he had that really important thing and it disappeared for a while, but then it was back. All those times that I've helped you out. Oh no, I could, I could use your hand. She's been nudging things along, moving pieces around, like in the background, orchestrating shifts in power. Cause I think maybe like when she spent time in her net, she saw a bit of, she got out before the empire kick down the doors basically but so but she knows a bit of what's coming so she's been trying to you know move the pieces around to help Shamir be ready but also to make it so when it can however this ends up unraveling she will be in an advantageous position regardless of who wins Thank you for listening to Gamewoven. Please give us a follow on Twitter at, at Gamewoven, join the Discord, support the Patreon, and consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. This week's episode featured Faye Morell at Mendari, M-E-N-D-A-R-I-I, on Twitch and Twitter.